So good morning everyone. Uh, welcome and I think we're going to start with uh, a, an announcement in the um, in-person hall, on the on-site hall about the interviews today and then I'll follow on from that. Thank you. And maybe I'll just uh, add about the, the interviews um, that uh, as we said at the beginning, we've assigned everyone that's uh, on site at the Zen Center um, to uh, to have some one-to-ones with us, and we do ask that you come. Um, it's just an opportunity for us to check in with you, to hear how you are and how your practice is doing. Um, but uh, you don't need to say a lot, so don't feel like you know. Sometimes it can create some degree of. Um, tension in the mind and heart of like, oh I have to present something or I'm being checked on or it's not at all that yeah so just to to say you know we just want to see you meet you here that you're doing okay and whatever you want to bring um about your practice it's a it's a wonderful opportunity to explore it with us but um not to create any sense of pressure uh, with that and uh for those online, of course, you can sign up if you wish via the notice board uh, to see us. Um, yeah. So, some uh, suggestions uh, for our practice today and kind of the continuing unfolding our meditation practice uh, today. And um, we've taken time initially to uh, arrive, to settle and uh, to get more familiar with this uh, quality of how we relate to our experience yeah, in the first day and a half uh, so far, just opening to the fact that there is a way of relating at play uh, and how we relate. And today, um, we're going to take a kind of a step further into the, the Brahma Vihara practices and particularly into metta. So, uh, Metta, the first of these four sisters, first of these uh, best homes, um, and touched on it yesterday in the talk a little bit. It is translated, this word Metta uh, in Pali comes from the, the, root, the same root as Maitri, which means friend. Yeah. So, uh, we can uh, most accurately translated as uh, friendliness, yeah? an attitude of friendliness, um, an unconditional friendliness. Uh, also translated, uh, I'll give a few more because I think it's helpful to get a sense of different translations, sorry about that, um, that kind of give us a sense of um, different flavors of this attitude, of this way of relating. So goodwill, uh, benevolence, yeah. well-wishing, uh, loving intention, I mentioned yesterday, a loving intention or a friendly intention. Um, and uh, initially, most commonly translated as loving-kindness. So I'm saying that um, translation because we may have come across it before. Yeah. A sense of care, of kindness uh, in the intention. And important to remember, metta is a way of relating. Yeah. It's an attitude and a way of relating uh, that already exists in us. Yeah. So it's already there. It's not something we kind of have to pluck out of, um, of the ether, of the air, yeah. and create. It's already in us, and... Um, through the practice, we can support it to grow, yeah? can nourish it to grow. So um, we've been touching on that aspect that, that the part of metta that's already in us, you know, through the welcoming and allowing practices that we've been doing, um, through that emphasis on just in the mindfulness, there's a kindfulness. Yeah? So just in being mindful, giving our attention to something, there is this quality of metta built in this quality of uh, kindness. If there isn't, sometimes the mindfulness might be quite harsh or hard, uh, we may notice it doesn't quite work. 
doesn't, it's not quite it. Yeah? When we speak about mindfulness, we're talking about this kind, non-judgmental yeah, way of giving our attention, offering our attention. And so, um, just to kind of highlight, metta's already in us, it's already in the practice. What we're doing now is kind of just kind of uh, bringing it more to the fore, yeah? bringing it more into our uh, awareness and into our cultivation. So one really beautiful um, analogy we can use, image we can use for metta practice is that we kind of see it as, uh, as a cultivation, as growing something. Yeah. So we can say metta already exists in us yeah. as uh, maybe a seed yeah, or a small plant that's already there, yeah. a little shoot. Yeah. And then we kind of bring in the most supportive conditions that we can so that it will thrive, so that it will grow more, yeah. become kind of more established yeah. and bear fruit, yeah. bear fruit. And so again, we can see that, you know, and I keep saying this, metta's already in us. We see it in ways that we pay attention. We see it in how we feel about certain things or certain beings. This is something we can utilize. We can use it. So for many of us, um, you know, when we contemplate, you know, we feel a sense of friendliness towards um, someone in our lives someone in our lives or some beings in our lives and what we do in the practice of metta is we kind of notice that we turn to that and then we build on it yeah we build on it to expand it build on it to expand it having a reminder of it this morning i have this great privilege that the window in my little room here (laughs) where i spend a lot of time it overlooks a park which is pretty much a dog walking park yeah, not officially, but pretty much what it does. And, and I spent, you know, often I just look this morning and I just see, you know, see the joy of some of the dogs. You know, that moment when they're let off the lead, they go off running. And there's meta, yeah. Also in the, with the quality of, of joy, yeah, really strong there. But the thing is, meta, just naturally, I don't know that dog. Yeah, this morning was, you know, I know some of them really well have to stop myself when I see them on the street with their owners. It'd sound quite weird if I said, oh yeah, I watch you from my window all the time. <laughs> I might think it's a bit weird. But um, this morning it was uh, one that I didn't know. And so you don't even know, you know, and there, there's that sense of meta. And sometimes obviously to, to beings that we do know, you know, and we just feel that sense of friendliness, that care. So it really is something natural in us that is there and we expand it, yeah. We cultivate it. And so we can say, what is it like? That attitude of uh, to see, to look with love or with friendliness, yeah, with care, with kindness. I'm, I'm offering different words because part of the practice is we find the language that resonates for us. Yeah? It's part of the practice. The language that touches us yeah? and is is kind of our way of expressing or feeling this particular uh, quality or attitude. And so we can see or we can look or we can relate with friendliness, with care, with kindness, with goodwill. Um, And we can bring that into any moment of experience. We can bring that into any moment uh, of experience, any moment of practice. And we were doing that last night with Nathan to a great degree. That's what we were doing. And the Buddha, uh, he spoke a lot about the Brahma Viharas, a lot. Yeah. Really um, uh, emphasized them a lot, and um, particularly metta, compassion, actually all of them, metta, compassion, equanimity, joy, all of them. Um, and when he gave instructions for metta practice, <laughs> they were very minimal. Not This isn't just metta generally. He didn't go into a lot of detail in his meditation instructions. Um, but what he instructed us to do was to, um, you know, sit down yeah. in a supportive place for our practice 
and to permeate the world, permeate awareness and then permeate the world with this quality of loving kindness. It's a very beautiful image. Yeah? To make it a little bit easier, he divides the world into quarters. He says, permeate the first quarter, the second quarter, the third quarter, the fourth quarter. Just a little bit easier yeah. with this quality of um, loving kindness, of metta, of goodwill, of unconditional friendliness. Um, and I like saying that when I uh, give teachings on metta because I think it's helpful to know what his instructions were and then uh, to kind of also see how the tradition over the 2,600 years since the Buddha offered these, what, what the tradition has done with these meditation instructions and then to know that we have a, a range of creativity available to us. Yeah, there. Yeah. So helpful to remember metta is an attitude, a way of relating a quality that we can bring to how we look at others, at ourselves at experience something that's already inbuilt to our meditation practice something that already exists um, within us and it's also a practice that's been developed in the tradition in a certain way as a support for the cultivation of metta and here we appear <laughs> 2,600 years into the tradition and uh, we can benefit yeah, from uh, how this has been developed, from how this has been practiced by countless beings yeah, over that time. Yeah. So we're benefiting from their um, experience yeah, and their dedication and we're also offering our own into that. So just uh, to remind, before I go into the particular practice, um, all the Brahma Viharas, yeah, all these four sisters, remembering they're immeasurable, yeah, they're boundless, they're not, we cannot limit them. And we remember this, you know, remember this instruction of the Buddha to permeate, to fill up the whole world yeah, with this quality of metta. And that's where it's going, yeah, filling up the whole world, including all beings. Yeah, that's where the practice is going. We can remember that. At the same time, even more important to remember, we start where we are. <laughs> yeah. We start here yeah, with our own, the state of our body, heart and mind in this moment. Yeah. So we start where we are. And that's, that's a great place to start. It's the only place to start. Yeah. Not, you know, we keep the idea... The big picture is something that can inspire us and remind us where we're going, but we don't use it as something that makes us feel small yeah, or insufficient. Yeah, we actually yeah, we work with where we're at. And this is very much the wisdom component uh, that's present yeah, in this uh, Brahma Vihara practice, in this uh, practice of immeasurability and boundlessness. It's, yeah, we work with our experience as it's unfolding in the moment. Yeah, start where we are. And we also work at an appropriate pace. Yeah. And that pace will be different for different people at different times. Yeah. And uh, another wisdom component is to remember that we ourselves are included in the field of metta that we're cultivating. Yeah. Sometimes we yeah, all beings, <laughs> but not this one, yeah. except this one. Yeah. And we're included in that field of beings that we're cultivating um, metta for. So one thread of wisdom that has come to us um, a little bit from the Buddha, but very much in the tradition since the Buddha, uh, has been to start with the easy yeah, and then to build up from there. So we start with where we are, where we start with where metta is the most accessible to us, and then we build up from there. And um, however long it takes, however long it takes, there's no rush. And the image that's really helpful here is, you know, the image of building a fire. Yeah, I, I think I, I've given it every single time I've given uh, meta instructions because it's so helpful. You know, when we build a fire, um, we might have our eye on that really big log 
off to the side. But we don't start the fire off by trying to kind of get it to burn. Yeah. We start off with the small, dry things that will catch fire quickly. Yeah. So we start with the easy and then we build it up. And just like if we're building a campfire, we'll start with the kindling, the leaves, um, even the bits of paper, the really small uh, branches. Yeah. And then we'll be big, bigger branches, bigger branches. And when it's really going, yeah, you might be able to take a big, really soggy, <laughs> wet log and put it on there and that will also catch fire. So that's the, you know, we, we go from what's easy and we expand over time at our own pace. So that's kind of uh, um, something to remember about the practice and we'll keep reminding you of it because part of how it's a beautiful way that metta is present in us, we, we come across these practices of metta, compassion, and we think, oh yeah, I, I really want to bring metta to this really difficult relationship in my life. And that's a beautiful thing that that comes up, but it may be counterproductive for some of us if we go there straight away. Yeah, Maybe. Mm. There's no absolutes, but it may be. So it's helpful to remember this principle of gradually building up the capacity, gradually building up the the expansiveness of where metta goes. So metta practice is a practice of developing intention. Also, really helpful to remember this. Uh, Sometimes uh, the practice will feel really good, yeah? And that's wonderful, yeah. And there may be a warmth in the heart. There may be a sense of expansiveness that comes. Um, and it feels really good, really warm-hearted, yeah. open-hearted. Uh, when that's happening, helpful to recognize that. And, you know, don't fast-forward away from it. Enjoy it, appreciate it, stay there, absorb in it, appreciate their well-being. Sometimes the practice won't feel like that. Yeah, it might not feel good. Yeah, what we might actually meet is the closed heart. Yeah, this happens to us. We make an intention, and what we meet is the opposite. And remembering this is okay. Yeah, this is okay. It's not that we're doing something wrong, or there's something wrong with us if that's what's happening. It's a, it's a practice. Yeah, so we'll meet all kinds of things. We'll meet the open-heartedness and the closed-heartedness. Um, and what's helpful to remember here, we're practicing an intention, yeah, the cultivation of an intention. And so the heart might be closed or the practice might feel dry and we can bring the playfulness and the creativity to it, but we're also remembering, ah, we're building the intention, yeah, we're cultivating the intention with this too, yeah, and it can be powerful actually to see, ah, what's it like to keep nourishing the intention of metta? even when the practice isn't all like hunky-dory. <laughs> it's not all just like flowing um, beautifully in that moment. So remembering a cultivation of intention rather than having a particular emotion. And I'm really stressing this because the words that we use, friendliness, kindness, yeah, um, they, they kind of unintentionally point us to this thing of like, I should be feeling this emotion. Yeah. And yes, you will a lot of the time, and that's wonderful, and it's fine, but that's not the measure of the practice. So we're um, kind of also able to cultivate this intention uh, at times when there isn't that emotional feeling of open-heartedness. So the way the practice has been... um, kind of developed over, um, you know, quite a few years, millennia, um, is in order to cultivate this intention of metta. We start with what's easy, um, but we work with particulars. So the practice, the way we're going to, the way I'm going to guide it today, um, it's going to be the traditional way, which is we use beings to direct the metta towards, yeah? That's from a sense of, for most of us, a lot of the time, it's easier to be precise, yeah, to know, okay, I'm directing metta here, rather than just radiating everywhere. Not for everyone. 
Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to come back to this, not for everyone. So I'm just going to describe this way of practicing and then come back to something more general. Um, so we have beings towards whom we um, direct the metta. And we build that up and we move between beings um, over time. Traditionally, we begin metta practice with ourselves. And that's a traditional way. Um, there's a beautiful Buddha quote where he says, you know, you could search the whole world and not find someone more deserving of loving kindness than yourself. Yeah. You could search the whole world and not find someone more deserving of loving kindness than yourself. Um, and then, of course, he's saying that to all of us. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Yeah, it's so personal, but it's also so impersonal, right? Because that's true for each of us and for all of us. So he's reminding us of that, you know, something I said earlier. We're part of this network, and we deserve metta just like anyone else, yeah? And everyone deserves metta, because yeah? that's true to, you know, he's speaking to, to all beings. He's not saying, except you, yeah? So traditionally we start with ourselves um, and we recognize also, I'm recognizing as I'm saying this, um, that for many of us that's not easy. So I spoke before about we start with the easy. It may not be easy to bring matter to ourselves. For some of us it is, for some of us it might not be. You might not know until you start practicing. It may also be different at different times. So it's also um, possible to start with what we call the easy relationship, yeah, or the easy being. And that's how uh, I'll guide the practice today. Yeah. So we start with the easy relationship, which may be ourselves, might not be ourselves. Um, and that's just a, a being, can be a person, can be a non-human being, um, towards whom... Meta is relatively accessible, easy, yeah, flows naturally yeah. as possible. So, um, yeah, we're looking for the access point. Yeah, what kind of opens our our heart? Um, and some examples, you know, uh, for me, I've, I've got like. Endless gratitude to my brother and sister for having children because my nieces and nephews have been kind of objects of matter for me. Um, for, for, you know, the eldest ones are 23, so it's quite a long time now. Yeah, and uh, I do say that to them. You know, they do all the hard work. I just reap the benefits. Um, so, um, so maybe, yeah, someone in our lives with whom the relationship is, is pretty simple. Yeah, and sometimes it might be that children embody that. Uh, for many of us, animals embody that. Yeah, our pets, um, the dogs we watch in the park, um, might be even you know a tree for some of us. So not something that we would necessarily officially think is a sentient being. Of course, we can debate that, but uh, something that uh, some being for whom we naturally feel that sense of well-wishing, of goodwill, of friendliness. Um, so it's a really big range. You know, someone who has been really kind and supportive to us also, often. Yeah. So someone who's been really kind and supportive to us is where we naturally feel this, sometimes this sense of wishing well um, back. And for some of us, it can be surprising. Sometimes it's easier for us to have this sense of metta towards people we don't actually have or beings that we don't actually have a, um, a close relationship with. So open to that. You know, maybe um, just someone that we see on the street, someone we know of, you know, someone that's inspired us. Yeah, we might not have actually met them, might not ha- actually have a personal relationship with them. But the metta, actually the neutrality of the relationship actually allows for that uh, unconditional friendliness to flow more freely. And for some of us, it might be all beings. So that instruction of the Buddha might be your way (laughs) to the practice, just to say that also. 
So it may be that it's just that sense of no, just to all beings, that's the most accessible. So hopefully that's not confusing. I will be guiding the practice and you can follow the guidance. The important thing is to remember your own agency with that and that this is an exploration. And this is true both if uh, meta practice is completely new to you or you may be quite familiar with it, but actually kind of bringing a beginner's mind to it and exploring it a little bit freshly um, today. The uh, traditional practice uses phrases, which again I'll be offering today. So um, we kind of use phrases that um, embody the intention of metta. So wishing well for someone, so may you be happy or may you be at ease, phrases like that, may you be safe. Um, For some of us, uh, it's more accessible, more helpful to work with images or to work with a felt sense. Yeah, so the words uh, um, may be really helpful for, for many of us and for others they may uh, actually be um, too clunky. <laughs> yeah. like Too much like thoughts or, um, and, and actually we work better with an image or with a felt sense. So just that felt sense of warmth. Yeah, an image of radiating warmth or radiating light. Um, oh, I remember someone telling me Quite a few years ago, I've used that a lot, that her image is offering a bouquet of flowers to the beings that she's directing uh, metta towards. Instead of saying, may you be happy, there's just a sense of offering these flowers to this other being. So we can have this sense of of, uh, bringing some creativity uh, to the practice um, as well. Yeah, so a lot of permission to find your own way your own pace, your own rhythm um, with a practice. And of course, if you are using phrases, important to say we have a lot of different languages here. Um, so obviously I'll be guiding it in English, but you might feel um, that it's much more beneficial for you to use your own language yeah, or a different language yeah, that you resonate with. Um, and sometimes just one word rather than a whole sentence. So a lot of possibilities there. So I think that's the that's the kind of introduction. And let's uh, take some time for practice. Now I'll have about twenty five minutes. If you need to stretch the body, you've been sitting for a while. So um, if you want to stand up and sit down again, uh, change posture. Just noticing this is already meta in action towards ourselves. We're attending, paying attention to what we need, what's helpful, the quality of kindness that we're bringing into the practice. when you're ready, taking your, your seat or your posture again, begin the practice as we've been doing actually with bringing the awareness into the body As we're settling into the posture and checking in with the posture to do our best so that the body's supported and stable and steady.
already doing that with that attitude of kindness, of goodwill, of care. Inviting the tension and the awareness more fully and deeply into the body. It's helpful using the sensations of contact between the body and the seat, body and the ground. gather and collect the awareness in the body to ground the awareness in the body from that groundedness in the sensations of contact, inviting the awareness to open and expand through the whole body. up the whole space of the body a little larger than the body field of awareness spread through the whole body Sensitive and delicate. Through the practice, if possible, we'll keep the awareness wide. In this way, open in this way through the whole body. Naturally shrink, get smaller. Just keep opening it out. So more or less the size of the body, maybe a little bit larger than the body. Keeping the awareness wide and open. And then gently inviting the 
into the space of awareness. Someone with whom there's an easy relationship. Someone towards whom it's relatively natural, accessible, easeful to feel friendliness without demand. goodwill, well-wishing, kindness. I'm taking a little time to see who comes up, not panicking about finding someone, opening the awareness. that being is there then having a sense of them a visual image or a sense of their presence Offering the phrases of metta, the intention of metta, allowing that to direct this metta intention towards this other being in your awareness. be happy. May you be peaceful. be healthy and safe. May you live with ease. be happy. May you be peaceful. be healthy and safe.
May you live with ease. So we're practicing the space of awareness is soft and open. Presence of this other being is there in awareness. Intention of metta flowing through the phrases or it's more helpful for you images, felt sense. Gently finding your own way and your own pace and rhythm with a practice. May you be happy. May you be peaceful. May you be healthy and safe. May you live with ease. May you be happy. Peaceful.
May you be healthy and safe. May you be at ease. Softening awareness through the whole body. Gently letting go of this person or being with whom you have an easy relationship. seeing if it's possible to hold yourself in awareness, keeping the awareness wide and open, spacious through the whole body. Gently directing the meta intention towards yourself. using the phrases or images or felt sense, whatever has been working for you. be happy. May I be peaceful. be healthy and safe. May I live with ease. May I be happy. May I be peaceful. May I be healthy and safe. May I live with ease.
awareness open and wide to the whole body the intention of metta flowing spreading through awareness holding your own being in care and kindness May I be happy and peaceful. Healthy and safe. May I live with ease. Gently inviting awareness to open and to include all of us, all of us practicing together. Those in the Zen Center and those spread out through the world. All of us here practicing together. Letting the meta intention expand to include us all. May we all be happy and peaceful. May we all be healthy and safe. May we all live with ease. And letting that intention radiate out into the world to touch all beings, to include all beings. May all beings be happy and peaceful. May all beings be healthy and safe. May all beings be at ease. taking your time to transition there's no rush we can see the possibility of keeping that thread of the metta going as we open the eyes and move the body And so uh, feel free to pick this up through the day. Uh, make this your primary practice. Yeah. At your own pace, at your own rhythm. Um, using the phrases, the images, um, the felt sense, whatever felt useful for you. Um, and just to kind of throw in another reminder, just like we did in the practice. Now, for most of us, it can be really helpful to have that sense of the uh, body awareness or the space of awareness through the body as a, a field um, through which the, the meta resonates. It can be very helpful. It uh, supports the, the, the meta to be embodied rather than uh, just a mental uh, repetition. 
We can also uh, bring the metta practice into the walking, and I just want to say a few words about that. Um, So one way that I'm going to suggest today is as you do your walking practice and you're walking up and down your little path, whether that's indoors or outdoors, understand for those at the Zen Center, the weather is encouraging you to stay indoors today. Uh, it can send meta to the earth and the creatures for the rain, if that's what's going on. Um, but uh, as you're walking up and down your your meditation path, um, it can be really nice <laughs> to imagine the being that you're um, sending meta to uh, at the end of the path. Yeah. So you're walking towards them and you're sending the metta as you're walking. So that can be one way of incorporating the metta practice into the walking. And you can use your imagination, you know, so if you're sending metta to, you know, a cat (laughs) um, and, you know, you don't want your neck to start hurting because you're constantly doing that, you can elevate the cat up to be head height. Yeah, That's that's the wonders of the imagination. You can kind of make a nice seat for them. Uh, to sit on higher up or a tree branch for them to, to rest into or whatever you wish. Um, but it can just be really beautiful to, to do that practice of just imagining the being that you're sending metta to um, and you're walking towards them and you're sending the metta towards them. You're getting really close. Uh, and then, you know, you get there to the end of the path and you stand and you feel the metta, you feel the presence of the other and then you turn around and magic there at the the other end, uh, waiting for you again. So um, it can be a really beautiful way. And, you know, you can see how the rhythm works. It may be that it's kind of the footsteps fall into the rhythm of the metaphrases or not. Um, just, just be playful around it. Um, and, of course, we can also send meta to ourselves as we're walking, uh, using that uh, sense of the body moving and the meta kind of coming in towards uh, towards the body. Um, and it can be beautiful, just as we did now at the end of a meditation session, just to take a moment to either send metta to all those who are practicing with us in this moment or to all beings um, or to both. Um, so that's the, that's the suggestions uh, for the practice today. And maybe one last thing to say... Uh, Again, we bring intelligence and care to our practice. So um, if, if metta is a stretch for you, yeah, either particularly today or generally, bring intelligence to the practice. Don't, don't push too hard. Yeah? Work skillfully. And if at any time it feels, no, actually what I need now is the simplicity of the breathing or of the sound, then use that. Yeah. That's what I call the meta-meta, M-E-T-A, M-E-T-T-A, yeah? The big picture meta of the appropriateness, yeah? What's the appropriate thing to do now as we're, as we're cultivating uh, this way of relating? So, yeah, that's the, that's the instructions, and uh, we're open to uh, questions and reflections in a moment. So let's just take a moment to allow people to feel uh, do you want to stay for the questions um, or does it feel more beneficial to go and do your walking practice now and um, and we'll take a moment for that to happen and then we'll, we'll open up Thank you for listening to learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed please visit Dharma Seed dot org slash donate